I'm Christian Chiller. Welcome to my podcast. An enthusiastic ramble through whatever has taken my interest in the past week or so. Expect technology, games, history, travel, geekery, and as always, much, much more. Welcome to Chinchilla Squeaks. I hope everybody is okay. I know in the Northern Hemisphere we have now all switched over to... Um, I can never... Not daylight savings. Normal time savings. Whatever. Either way, whatever it may or may not mean, it means it's now really dark all the time. In lots of the Northern Hemisphere. Gloomy, gloomy, gloomy. It is just after 5pm when I'm recording this right now. And it is pitch black. <laughs> Lovely. So, yes, wonderful, gloomy, dark evenings. And hopefully the sultry tones of my voice will help you through them. Welcome to my podcast. As I was saying, I am Christian Chiller. This is my weekly roundup, or mostly weekly roundup, of things that have taken my interest over the past week or so. It's been a busy week for me. I've been doing all sorts of things. I've been working on my NaNoWriMo novel. I don't know if anyone else out there is as well. You can uh, let me know if you are. How you going? I am working on finishing the novel I started last year. Um, I'm getting doing pretty well with it actually. I um I have I kind of have like I tend to have two two or three writing kind of spurts a week, and then the rest are like filling in the gaps. Uh, so I'm getting there. I'm, I'm making a progress that satisfies me, shall we say? I've also started. Um, uh, a diary for the first time in ages. I'm struggling to know what to put in it. Um, but I'm using this application. What's it called? Uh, Di- Diarily. Diarily. <laughs> it's synchronized between uh, Mac and iPad, so I can uh, attempt to write things in there. But I don't always know what to put. So that that will come with time, I think. Anyway, let's get to links for the week and I'll give you some updates on some uh, bits of content that I'll be working on after that. A little bit tech heavy this time, but that's okay. Let's start in history and and come forward. This is on CSSTricks.com, the web history section by Jay Hoffman. Uh, chapter 10. I have to actually go and find the uh, previous chapters because it was very interesting. So I recommend you go and find the whole uh, history of the web, apparently. But this is chapter 10, the browser wars, talking about um, Netscape and um, Microsoft, basically. And uh, it's sort of just, just about remember all this. I was using Netscape primarily because I was, yeah, in those days... I was a Mac user, although no, actually, I tell a lie. I was using Internet Explorer up till version 5.5 when they stopped supporting it. But anyway, this is kind of a little bit of the story behind these famous um, legal cases against Microsoft came from in the whole browser wars and uh, how Netscape, who then, of course, became and still are, Mozilla fell behind and, and how they fell behind. And I think that's a classic story of um, in technology, how people fall behind, uh, not necessarily meaning to, um, and how that can happen. And, and this is a very historical lesson of what happened there, like a, you know, one of the most popular tools at the time, and then it, it vanished extremely quickly. Uh, but this is a great detailed post about some of that time and some of the people involved and sort of how it all ended 
uh, and kind of where we end up now, I suppose. <laughs> and some of the lost versions of Netscape that never really happened. I was actually quite surprised. Netscape 6 finally came out in 2000. But at that point, Microsoft owned 80% of the browser market. And we're starting to find this with Chrome. I know I endlessly kind of say this, but it concerns me that we put so much time uh, and faith into Chrome. Um, and it's probably worse than Internet Explorer now, even though we kind of hope it's more standard. But is it standard if only one thing is used? Anyway, getting off topic, but if you want to... Uh, recollect or be reminded of what came before these sorts of discussions, then take a look. Coming forward a little bit more into history, I'm going to jump around uh, a few topics here. I'm going to come back to the web in a minute, though. This was uh, from the GK blog from Gruber Christoph um, over on Medium, how the touch bar could have succeeded. I am finally, well, no, I'm not finally, I have ordered uh, one of the new MacBook Pros, it's on its way. I will have definitely a lot of content on that at some point soon, which means I will lose, well, I won't lose my Mac with the touch bar because I'm going to keep um, keep it as an Intel machine for some time for games and a few other things just in case, so we'll have it. But I kind of like the idea of the touch bar in some respects. I like some of the shortcuts down there. I like it for toggling things. I do actually use it a little bit, not as much as I could because I tend to use an external keyboard, but do kind of like it and I will miss it in some ways and I didn't really necessarily miss function keys Uh, I'm sure I'll get used to it very quickly but this is an article about how it could have succeeded what they could have done and yeah there's some interesting um, points here because um, he he I think identifies some of the problems there were buttons but they didn't really feel like buttons and you unintentionally activated them quite a lot. You had to always look down to see what you were doing. Um, it didn't really get much widespread support and a whole bunch of other reasons here. And, and then Apple never really innovated on it or added to it after they released it, really. Um, and then some of the third-party tools that kind of... Um, attempted to make it more powerful, they didn't really get anywhere either. Um, and I'm interested to see what people might do to kind of have like a pseudo touch bar. Maybe I could like have a touch bar on my iPad or something, which I actually think is possible. But could I do it if I have a Mac that doesn't have a touch bar? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know, I will miss it um, in some respects. And I would like to find a way I could kind of replicate some of its functionality without having it. But yeah. Have a look there. I actually really enjoyed reading it, and um, we'll see what happens to yeah all these all the code that was added to support it. I suppose what could we repurpose it into? Hmm. Um, jumping forward a little bit more to something definitely much more modern. This is actually though an article from a couple of months ago on MIT Technology Review by Will Douglas Heaven. Why GPT three? I've talked about this quite a bit. Is the best and worst of AI right now? And um, actually, if you look on my um, video, my YouTube channel, you will find I did uh, GitHub Copilot a um, couple of weeks ago, no, last, last week, which is also using GPT-3 to kind of fuel code um, semi-intelligence. And I've actually kept it on and I'm seeing how it works. It actually works surprisingly well, but I think code is 
fairly... It follows lots of patterns and it's falling down in other places. And I think this is kind of what the article goes into. Um, how much of it is an illusion? How much of it is it kind of tricking us? And if this is the best we have at the moment and people are kind of so distracted by it, is that a good thing? That's kind of more the meta discussion around if we think this is good, is that a concern in itself? Now, I will say to read it, you will need a subscription to MIT Technology Review. I do have one. I wish they would improve their app. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe they release it eventually. I'm not 100% sure. Or you can probably get a free subscription to dig in some more. But I've given a very brief summary of it anyway. Um, what, what will happen with GPT-4, I guess, is going to be the interesting question. What will it add? It's already quite impressive, but it's starting to lose its shine already. What will come next? And coming full circle to web browsers, this is an article from Christian Heilman, who actually is someone I know um, pretty well. He lives here in, in Berlin. Um, and this is, he's actually, well, it's his job. He is a... He... He's somewhere, someone on the Microsoft Edge team at Microsoft, it is. <laughs> and uh, this article is called Developer Tools, Secrets That Shouldn't Be Secrets. And um, it's actually quite an um, interesting article uh, looking at some of the hidden features in the Chromium browser. And he's actually added a comment since I last looked saying that it got... Uh, spoken about quite a lot on Hacker Hacker News, and I suppose because he works for the Microsoft Edge team, he sort of made it sound a little bit like that's the only place it's available on. Um, but he has clarified the post to say it's not just that. It, it's all Chromium browsers, of course. But anyway. <laughs> um, or actually, no, he does mention that some are um, experiments just in Edge. But uh, some interesting ones here that I intend to operate on, operate on, act on, because I'm definitely guilty of not. Uh, console, console.log is not is your friend, but isn't your only friend. You have uh, console.info or error.warn, and they all actually do different things. <laughs> and yes, I never knew that. Console.trace, which is actually quite fascinating. Um, yeah, I'm actually quite interested by that one. Console.group to group messages together. Uh, Console.table. Actually, a whole lot more there. Um, and also uh, live expressions. Uh, you can dump right in the log there and actually has mentioned which ones uh, work in which versions of the browser. And so far, all of them. So that's good. Um what else was there? There was another one I really liked. Um, I think that was most of it, actually. Uh, those were the mo most ones I was really interested in, that different versions of log. And I suppose um, I was interested to know because in some respects how these things can be kind of so hidden sometimes, um, even though they'll be very useful to us. And, and how can these tools expose them to you in a kind of smart way but um if any of those attracted you uh have a read of the post and we can always get into the the meta conversation at a, at a later date i suppose
Now, a few things from me. Um, I just did my recent hands-on video. This was managing content with Ghost. I was interested in seeing what Ghost was. Um, it turned out to be more of a semi-traditional content management system. I was kind of hoping it was more of a static site generator. It isn't really, but go and have a look if that does sound appealing to you, like a modern uh, CMS, basically. The talk I recently did at uh, All Things Open, Reducing Negative and Biased Language in Documentation, is up on their YouTube channel, and also I shared it to mine as well, and it'll be in the newsletter version of this um, this podcast as well. And finally, uh, Ian Jennings and I did uh, the first part of a multi-part series for our DevX live stream where we look at the developer experience of certain tools. Um, into HashiCorp, looking through their history and suite of tools. And actually, I'm just about to jump into recording part two of that. So you can find part one, where I think we covered uh, Vagrant and Packer. And we're going to jump into some of, I guess, some of the more famous, uh, recently famous HashiCorp tools next. I think those are the main things I want to cover off today. As always, if you have enjoyed the show, you can find more about me at christianchella.com with all my content there. There's a few other blog posts I've recently, um, not actually published, but dragged out from the various places where uh, I had published them and forgotten about them onto my website. So you can find a few things there. There's something around uh, Postman and, and a couple of other things, actually. And you can also find my contact details there. Join my Discord server if you want to have a chat. That is going to be... Uh, ramping up a little bit more soon and other ways to support me and the show and the newsletters and everything else I do you can find there so until next time thank you very much for joining me